This episode is brought to you by Monday Hair Care. A big thank you to our amazing sponsor, Monday Hair Care, for not only allowing this podcast to happen, but for taming my huge frizzy pregnancy hair with their amazing best-selling line, Smooth, and giving some of my bigness to Emma with their volume shampoo and conditioner. Their products are free from SLS and parabens and are Leafing Bunny approved, which is the gold standard for cruelty-free beauty internationally. Monday's available in more than 30 countries, is the number one hair care brand on TikTok, and has won loads of beauty awards. Head to mondayhaircare.com to find out where you can get your hands on their beautiful pink bottles. Thanks, Monday. Hello, everyone. Welcome to, I have absolutely no idea what number episode it is, but I'm actually going to stop saying that because it's actually a really boring way, like counting every episode that we do. So <laughs> welcome to another episode of Takeaways Podcast with me, Alex, from Alex's Kitchen Story and Emma. Emma, who's trying to see the bottom of a 50 mil bottle of limoncello right now. So she has nothing to say. Beautiful. Did you get it down yet? Uh, half, half. I also just smashed a tikka masala for breakfast. Delicious. I might be digesting for a lot of this. Um, if I go slow or I fall asleep, you know why. It's a very, um, not a very Western way to start the day, but hey, here we are. It was delicious. It's those Tesco ones. They're so good. We don't speak of Tesco on this podcast. I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so sorry. You are a Sano's gal. <laughs> I am, through and through. Contractually and recreationally. So did you have that for dinner last night? It's your leftovers or is that... No, I had the other one, which was my chicken korma. They're on a two-for deal. Oh, yeah. And then about 60 kilo sodas. What did you do last night? We went to that... You know, the um, they do those like orchestral renditions of like hip-hop music? Yes. Reimagine. They're so good. The last one I went to was a Kanye West one. Ooh, we don't speak of him. Well, we speak of him like around 2006. <laughs> It was so good, and that was pre-COVID. And then we went to one last night that was like 50 years of hip-hop, like celebrating. So it was like a little medley of like all these massive songs. It was like done by a orchestra and a singer and like three singers, a singer and three singers. <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought you guys were at a homebrew concert when I saw it on Instagram. It's an intimate venue. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. I, the Kanye West one was amazing because you actually felt like you're at a Kanye show because the music was so yeah, that's cool. impeccable. Like the the quality was so good. The singers were like gospel, a gospel choir and an orchestra. Last night's wasn't quite as professional. I don't know. They had all these tech issues and then oh. they didn't sound like a lot of the music. How much are the tickets? Oh, like 20 quid. Oh, fine. You'll excuse a tech issue for that? Oh, yeah, you will. It was so fun though. Like we were absolutely sending it like really dancing everyone around us was like quite cool just like standing and like nodding along and we were like wow <laughs> you'll give that with six tequila sodas <laughs> more money more problems <laughs> see it was fun so i had some chunky chips and curry and alcohol that was my night what did you have for dinner I um, had my sister around, so I made us a smoked mussel and chili butter spaghetti. It was so yum. Like, I don't like to toot my own horn too much, but wow, it was good. The I actually love smoked mussels because I find like getting mussels here is quite hard. And if you want to just buy them by themselves, you have to pay for the shells, the weight. They're very expensive. 
quite inaccessible. You've got to go to a fishmonger. Can't get them from the supermarket. A fishmonger. What is this, 1700? Do those <laughs> still exist? A fish store, if you will. A fish shop. <laughs> a proprietor of <laughs> marine life. And, But if you want to get them from the supermarket, they're always like pre-marinated. And I'm like, I don't do pre-marinated. I like to do my own marinades. So anyway, I was like, I'm going to go for the smoked, really cheap, three quid for a thing of them. Just cooked like normal spaghetti, but made like a butter with chili and garlic and blah, blah, blah. Put it all in the pan and then added the smoked mussels and then tossed it through spaghetti with some parsley. Delicious. And some lemon. Yum. That was really, really good. I don't love shellfish, but. Yeah, you don't, do you? That does sound bloody good. If there's ever something seafood on the menu, like my dad will get it every single time. And sometimes I'll try it and I'm just like, I, it tastes like the ocean, like the the sea. The sea flavor goes through all of it. So like even the other night and I like stole some of this tomato pasta, but it was a, a muscle one. And I was just like, oh, this just tastes like oceans. Yeah. You've really got to be into seafood if you're going to go for seafood pasta because it does taint it. You know, you can't get away from it even if you're just having the noodles. Taint is the perfect word. Thank you for using that. But I am a big, big seafood fan. But do you know, actually, controversially, I don't love white fish. That's the most lovable kind. (laughs) I find it really rich. I do enjoy eating it, but it's not like, I'm not like, oh my God, yes, fish is on the menu. You're not hankering for it. I really feel like fish. Yeah, like if someone put it in front of me, I would eat it. But uh, yeah, I don't hanker for it, to use your word. (laughs) I've never used that before. It didn't sound good coming out of my mouth. (laughs) I give you shit for the fishmonger comment. I say hanker on a daily basis. White, uh, we literally just as you said that, I was going to say white fish is the like best kind of seafood. That and obviously like lobster, but we're not living that life anymore. Oh, lobster, so good. Do you know in New Zealand we call lobster crayfish and crayfish lobster, but the rest of the world do it differently? So lobster is actually salt water and crayfish is fresh water, but in New Zealand we say the opposite. Really? So for years when I first moved here, I thought everyone was eating fresh water lobster when they said lobster and I even got into a debate with someone over it and then I googled it and it turns <laughs> out Kiwis just have it wrong <laughs> we hate to debate and google and find ourselves in the wrong I know I'm just throw your least favorite <laughs> throw thing. your phone in the canal if they've <laughs> <laughs> cut my plan tell three that I'm, I'm off it I'm done <laughs> I don't need access to the internet I'm going to the woods to live a quiet life no one can contact me actually I do have a correction for the pot okay I said it was Top Loader who wrote this song about getting almost murdered on the beach, but they covered the song and it was the artist before them who got attacked. Oh. You'll never hear me do another correction, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy that. I love the honesty. <laughs> <laughs> really get used to that. Frame it because it won't happen again. Well, tell us, who are you going to have for dinner this week? I am going to have to dinner. I wanted to say Hosier again this week, and I was like, I can't be repeating guests just because I've got a big fat crush on him. <laughs> so we are having Olivia Rodrigo, my girl, oh, my favorite. Girl. I, I hear she's got a new album out, and I heard she that does. through you. You heard that from me directly because I texted you it. <laughs> and I thought, first of all, who is she? <laughs> Second of all, why won't be this? She is phenomenal 
I won't wax lyrical about her songs, even though they're so good. Do you know, in 2021, I was in the top three percent of listeners of her on Spotify. That doesn't shock me. Oh, really? It shocked me. Yeah, you do nothing by halves. That's fair. You are an extremist. And for a penny and for a pound. Exactly. She is an ex-Disney Channel vibe, but we won't hold that against her. She's so talented. What is she? Yes. What show was she on? They're all from bloody Disney, aren't they? High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yeah. Everyone who starts young is like a Disney kid. You almost can't be famous without being on Disney. It's a rule. <laughs> That's why this podcast hasn't taken off. <laughs> hey, we are sponsored. We have great listeners. We actually do. We actually do. But yeah, you know, in the millions instead of in the thousands would actually be pretty nice. It um, would, wouldn't it? It really would. One day, girl. One day. We persist <laughs> blindly and optimistically. <laughs> if we continue. <laughs> So she's a Disney kid and she really got famous because I think it was a setup with her co-star who she was dating. There was all the drama that apparently he was cheating on her with Sabrina Carpenter. It was a, who's also a Disney kid. It was a hundred percent like a PR stunt, but it blew up. That's what she wrote driver's license about allegedly. And that was like the top song, one of the top songs of the year. And she, like, apparently, like I think everyone was sort of blown away. Joshua Bassett started getting all these death threats. So did Sabrina Carpenter. Like, it was really bad. But also sort of skyrocketed her into, like, fame, at least on TikTok. And then she's just phenomenal. I've listened to her music, her album Sour, like, a hundred times. And then saw her at Glastonbury. And she was such a good performer. And she's so professional. And she's super young. Uh, She's, like, 20 now. Yeah, she's so young. She's so beautiful. So stunning. And... Yeah, I just want to have her to dinner. I see her pop up on TikTok occasionally. She's often dancing around. Yes, she does do that. She was in London. When? On her TikTok. Why didn't she Why didn't she tease me? <laughs> oh, you could have had her for dinner. Oh, but now I want to have her over because... So, she got done... Well, not done, but her first album had a lot of similarities and a lot of... I remember of, hearing about this. Yes, a lot of trademarking, copywriting issues with... Paramore with Taylor Swift, who she had been a massive yeah. fan of. They had photos yeah. together, like she was a Swifty. She even said when she wrote uh, Deja Vu, she was like, I wanted the bridge to sound like Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift. And it right. does, note for note. And Taylor never said anything. She didn't come out in the media, but quietly Taylor Swift was added as a co-writer. Oh, yeah, I remember you saying songs. This. Apparently, Olivia's team, this obviously is very alleged, sat her down and were like, you can't. Stop being a fangirl. You're famous now. Like, you're drawing attention to yourself. You're drawing attention to similarities in the music. Yeah, like, don't draw comparisons 101. Exactly. And now she's put out the song Vampire about being, like, lulled into a false sense of security and then, like, sold for parts, basically, like, taken advantage of. And she's saying... I hate to do this to you, but I think you've discussed this on the board. About Vampire? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Unless maybe you've just told me. I've definitely told you. Whether I've told it on the pod is another story. Okay. Maybe you've just told me. Okay, you go. You go. That's <laughs> like <laughs> my short-term memory. I, I definitely said it on the pod. People are wondering whether vampires written about Taylor Swift. Yeah, I'm across it. <laughs> like the, the news is like two months old as well. Like I don't know why I'm like, oh my God, guys, guess what? Like she put vampire Did out. you just flick through your notebook and find an old? <laughs> Honestly, probably. <laughs> an old scrimming. So- 
now and she's saying and she's just had a rolling stone interview where she said um i just write the music it's not my job to interpret it for people which i kind of shador because that's true really i think that is so untrue she needs if she's writing it people want to know what it's about you don't just that is bullshit you don't just scribble out a few words it's like writing a novel and saying oh it's up to you yeah that's actually it doesn't fair. make sense i think it's because it's about taylor and she doesn't want to confirm or deny a hundred percent that's what it is. yeah <laughs> no doubt in my mind so that's who i want to have i want to get her what is it truth serum instead of saying we'll get our guests drunk which is pretty roofish i would actually like there to be a rule or a law of some kind where oh, here we go <laughs> artists have to explain <laughs> what they're talking about in their songs and art. Fair. I actually hate interpreting things for myself. I know. It really annoys me. Or it's like when you see a TikTok and the comments are turned off and then I saw another TikTok saying, when you watch TikTok and the comments are turned off and you have to draw your own conclusions and it's like absolutely terrifying. I want to know that everyone agrees with me. I feel like the only time the comments are ever turned off on the ones I see is when they're a scam, like one of those hair removal things <laughs> or like teeth whitener and there's just no comments. You're like, okay, this is suspicious. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is very, very suspicious. Okay, the other half of the limoncello is going down. All right, good luck. Pray for me. Okay, here we go. All right, well, while you do that, I'm going to talk about who I want to have for dinner because we've already discussed Please shut guest. me up. Please, please. <laughs> I may have even used mine, to be honest. My memory's so bad at the moment. I want to have Leighton Meester this week. Oh. So, as you all know, I have been re-watching Gossip Girl, <laughs> which I love. And I remember years ago, I read online that Leighton and Blake Lively didn't get along on set. Yeah. There was like a few articles and like some rumours and I did some delving into it. This was a really long time ago and like found on some random forums people saying that it was because Blake was very much there to get famous and she was quite a diva on set and Leighton was more of like a true, like she loved the craft. Like I she heard really she was liked like very low-key, very professional, like kept her head down and Blake did it. And I think she was kind of a nerdy actress yeah. rather than somebody who was desperate for fame, which... To be fair, like, uh, I, it sounds like I'm saying it in a judgy way when I say she's desperate for fame. I'm not a huge Blake Lively fan for full disclosure, but I don't I don't blame her for wanting to be famous, you know? I totally get it. But I really want to get Leighton Meester around just to confirm whether or not it's true, what she was like to work with, and whether they were actually beefing on set the whole time. Do people still say beefing? We do now. <laughs> that is great, and that is an age-old question, to be fair. Yeah. I'd like to just really get to the bottom of it. It's still, it lives in my head rent-free. It does, that fact. Yes, so I'd really like to ask her about it. It's a bit like um, celebrity affairs. Oh, yeah, for sure. You're often like, surely that hasn't come from nowhere, you know? Apparently a lot of actors, like speaking of affairs, have like an on-set, like what happens on set stays on set. Oh, really? Is that like a code? Yeah. And a lot of actors have affairs and then just like don't bring it home. Yeah, that that wouldn't surprise me. You're away from your family for such a long time in like such an intense environment with other people. And if you're like pretending to be in love with someone and on the Mamma Mia movie, Amanda Seyfried got end up getting engaged to her co-star and she said in an interview that falling in love with your co-star is the easiest thing in the world because you're pretending to be in love. Yeah, I can imagine that. He left her and he cheated on her. Did he? That's so sad. I reckon she's one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my and life. And so talented, such a good singer. She so sings talented. Up. Yeah, she can sing. She is phenomenal. 
Yeah. I'd actually like to have her around for dinner. Yeah, same actually. She doesn't have any information I'm after, but I just think she'd be a nice person to meet. I just want to hang out with her. <laughs> yeah, just stare at her beauty. <laughs> She's so... So what's that, that word, like ethereal beauty, like an alien or like a... Yeah. You know, not alien. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's absolutely stunning. Um, yeah, so Leighton, if you're around, come for dinner. She's quite an enigma. Like we said, she keeps her head down. She does. She's very private. Very private. She's married to Seth Cohen, obviously, which is the best crossover on the planet. Totally. Two two of the best TV shows coming together. It, they really are. I still sometimes, I was about to say something that I realized that, that it was a fact about Rachel Bilson, Summer from the OC. Oh, Yeah. I did love her back in the day. They really did just like repeat the same. Yeah. The people who made the OC, people who made Gossip Girl just made, like they had their Sandy, they had the Kirsten, they had their. Totally. It's just a rinse and repeat for that whole decade. But we loved it. We lapped it up. We couldn't we get it up. it up. It was like even bougier New York style OC. But the guy who made the OC said, I can't remember if I said this on here before, that seems to be a theme probably because I'm half cut by the end of each one, <laughs> said that. By the end of the OC, he was working on too many. Josh Schwartz was working on too many projects, and he like basically fucked up the end of it because the OC did end really fast and really badly. Like it was only four seasons. Yeah, it It died after the second. Uh, But he said he was working on too many things, and he basically fucked up. And I was like, "How dare you?" Do you remember how obsessed we were with the OC? Like the neighborhood kids and I would get together every single Friday and watch it. Like we wouldn't do anything else. You like if your birthday fell on a Friday, so be it. No one was coming. No one was coming. The OC was on. The OC was on. If you had a social, which was the only unmissable event, I'd be like putting in a VCR recorder. (laughs) I'd be making sure my mum had record. Literally, everyone would gather. We had snacks. Literally, it was the biggest deal. And I remember after buying the box set of the season one and two, <laughs> my parents were going away for two weeks and left me some cash and I spent all of it the first day <laughs> on that box set. And it was the best investment of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most you thing I've ever heard of my life. So on brand, eh? <laughs> Every <It's> cent. So <laughs> How old did you have been? Like way 12, too old to 14. be doing Okay. 12 is quite young, 14. No, wait, we were 12 when it came out, so I was probably 15. <laughs> I was a late bloomer, guys. That is so funny. <laughs> it was, I've still got them. I remember one time when I was young, my parents were away and I had to stay in Auckland over summer. I was working and I was like desperate to get my first paycheck from this paid job that I had. <laughs> You're right there. Sorry, don't mind me. <laughs> I was desperate to get um, my first paycheck from the job. It was a part-time job. And I was so, so poor that while I was waiting, I was just trying to like eat whatever was left over in the house. My parents hadn't been there for a while because they had been away. So there wasn't much. There was like one avocado that I managed to get my hands on. I think I might have bought it from the supermarket and like some other random dried goods. Anyway, and that was honestly what I was planning on having for dinner, like cooking up random rice and pasta and having it with avocado. And my sister had a friend round. I'll never forget forget this and I'll never forgive her. Oh. Had a friend round and she said my avocado looked brown and threw it in the bin. Oh. And that was my dinner. <laughs> and I came home and burst into tears when I realized it had gone. Because you know how stressful money stuff is oh, when you're yeah. younger? I mean, and even now. still now, like it's so horrible feeling really poor. Oh, yeah. The difference now is that you have a credit card, you know, so it's never like too dire. I did love my credit. 
I try not use it often, but... But back then, when the cash ran out, the cash ran out, you know? <laughs> and you went hungry. Yeah, you were hungry. And I have never, ever forgiven that girl for that. To know who it is. How dare she? Just because she came from a home of many ripe avocados. Must be nice. Just because she was still at school and still on the payroll. I was not. <laughs> <laughs> you could have sold your avocado for our DVDs. Did you see that meme that I sent you where it was like, I wish the makers of avocado would put another toy in the middle for once? Was it like a gel pen (laughs) or a key ring? Another wooden ball. (laughs) So funny. That's going straight to me Monday. That's one of the better ones I've ever seen, I reckon. It's so good. I agree. I absolutely howled when I saw that. God, I love me Monday. If anyone doesn't follow... I love me Monday. ...our podcast page. Oh my God, it's so fun. I'll always get to like... 2pm be like I haven't done it and then I scroll through memes giggling for like an hour and then I like upload my favorites of the week so fun man all that time looking at memes finally well paying off is the wrong word but I have to hold myself back from reacting to every single meme from my other account because then I know that I have to just come onto the takeaways account and open up all the reactions (laughs) (laughs) from myself <laughs> but it's so hard because I'm like, I need to acknowledge that I find this funny. I need to send this somewhere. You know? I must, I must share these feelings. Yeah. Oh, oh I appreciate it. What are you watching or reading this week? I'm back on my Shit's Creek. Are you? Oh, still. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So nice. Absolutely loving it. It's so funny. I can't watch too much or I start talking like Alexis because it's addictive. (laughs) It's just, all of it, it's just flawless. I know I've already talked about it for once. I already know that I've talked about it. But it's (laughs) so, it's so good. And I just love how, like, over the course of the show, they all grow up so much. And, like, just in the episode, your favourite, where they end up in the barn. And I forgot that it's the one where they go for dinner and see their old friends yeah and yeah. then Roland and Jocelyn join them and it's and it's such an uncomfortable episode and then it just is so good I know that is my favorite episode of all the seasons it's just it's so hard good watch, but wow it's yeah good. that's great and what are you and reading I'm back on a Harlan Coben book that I can't remember the name of it's over there I can see it but I can't see the title so you'll just have to guess <laughs> what are you watching I'm still watching Love and Death so I know I did a stellar job of explaining what it was about last week. <laughs> a girl. A girl <laughs> in America. Um, anyway, I can't really explain what it's about because then it just gives too much yeah. away. But it's but worth watching. You know there's a murder right at the start. You don't know who's been murdered. Eventually that is uncovered, obviously. you got a shit show of it, didn't tell you. <laughs> um, it's just such a good series. I highly, highly recommend it to anyone. Um, if you didn't listen last week, it is with Elizabeth Olsen, who is the younger sister of the Olsen twins. And God, she's beautiful. Like, if nothing else, I could honestly just stare at her. Like, she is yeah. a 10 out of 10. She's even higher than a 10. She is an 11 out of 10. She's a 12. Even higher, a 12. Category we know well because we she's inhabit so her. She's so beautiful. And they've kind of made her out to be, like, not a dowdy housewife, but, like, not looking her best, obviously, for the, because the character she plays is just kind of like a, you know, Everyday Joe going to the church, yeah, yeah. local church. But she still just looks beautiful because she just has a beautiful face. That's the money for you. I know. She's got that beautiful skin. Honestly, yeah. clear skin is so attractive. Like you can see the like 
most normal looking person. If they just got like clear glowy skin, you're like so hot. I remember when I was younger, my mum would always be like, oh, this person's really beautiful. And I'd be like, no, she's not. She's so ordinary. And she'd be like, oh, she's just got amazing skin. And I was like, and what about it? You know, yeah. like didn't think it was a thing. And now I so get it. Do you think it's like an evolutionary thing because you're attracted to clear skin and health? Maybe, yeah. And like someone who takes care of themselves. Yeah. Is, looks healthier. They're a better breeding partner, blah, blah, blah. I always think so much of people's looks is just how well they take care of themselves. hundred percent. I reckon we'll be able to see it as we get older. My lifestyle will be playing across my face in no time, <laughs> concerningly so. Every night out on your forehead. Every night out underneath these puffy little eyes. Speaking of Elizabeth Olsen, we've talked about this before, not on the pod, thank God, about like child stars often go and become really reclusive as adults and then their siblings follow in their footsteps. Yes. Yes. Elizabeth Olsen. Elle Fanning. Elle Fanning is a big one. Oh, God, I've sent you a list of, of them, but I find it's it so It's always the younger sibling. I think so it's because they look up to their older siblings so much when they're younger, want to be like them. You often talk about this. I think you overestimate how much <laughs> younger siblings. You're always like, they idolize their older sibling. I'm like, do they? I think when they're little, they do. Not as you grow up, but like if I look at my nephews. Oh, yeah, when you're young, you do. They just, like the younger ones just seem to love the older ones so much. Yeah, this is true. And when I was younger, like everything my big sister did was like, she could do no wrong. Everything she did was the coolest. Yeah, I think a part of that must stay in your psyche. You know, I don't think you continue to idolize them, but I think... It, like if the fact that they would have been it would have been such a big deal that the older sibling was a child star yeah it would have been the star of the impact. family paying the bills paying the rent like exactly and seeing also like i think if you have a brush with fame you're probably more yeah interested in like chasing it than if you were i can't even imagine what those girls would have gone through at a young age they were I know hysterically popular like they would have made their family so much money and, and you're right maybe or it could be that a lot of people do want to be actors and singers and be famous, for lack of a better word. I mean, that has to be part of it too. And that gives the, and that just gives them a a the opportunity. Like if my big sister was a world famous something, I would a hundred percent be famous. Like I would be chasing yeah, that dragon. One hundred percent. I always think everything looks better from the outside as well than it does inside. And like as a younger sibling, you'd be like, "Oh, that looks cool," you know. Yeah. Everyone wants to be you. Yeah, everyone's obsessed with you. You'd be like, I want that. Yeah. But yeah, sorry, that was a little tangent. What's next? Mort. Someone asked me on the pod the other day, I mean, message being like, why do you call Alex Mort? Oh, yeah, we should probably explain that for people. Somebody else asked me that as well. Yeah. It is an old nickname, which a Sam and I used to live with um, another couple who are really good friends of ours, and we we're watching Madagascar and that kind of like bug creature thing king julian's like little pal um is called mort and um the there's this one line i think it might have even been madagascar two or three where he's like wait for me i've got a whole itinerary planned (laughs) (laughs) trying to get on the plane and he was like oh my god that's you you're mort (laughs) and it stuck and now everyone calls me Mort, including my husband he does too (laughs) full-time mort i'm mort stone in his phone are you? Yes. It's so yeah. funny. <laughs> With a detective emoji. <laughs> it's your emoji in our group chat too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you are. If, guys, if you ever want anything found out and you have next to no information. Come to me. Text Mort Stone. 
she will find it. Actually, speaking of detectiving, should I tell the story? My excitement of the week? Yes, yes. Okay, so a fun one for long-time listeners of the pod. Well, a fun one for me, and if you've listened, you'll know what I'm talking about. Do you know, I actually told my sister this story last night, and she was like, yeah, I know the guy. You talked about it on the pod before. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God. We have no secrets. Oh, we have no secrets. Um, So the super hot guy who works at the bike shop that I talked about on here, and I said, I want a spring wedding because I'm super chill like that. And then I remember, like, sitting across the road being like, I'm going to give him my number and, like, doing some work and try to find him on social media, and I couldn't. Maybe I'll cut that bit. He's <laughs> not crazy. I'm actually not. Anyway, so... So the super hot guy at the bike shop. And then I went back in there the other I went back again the other day because my bike seat was broken. And <laughs> was it? <laughs> I just hide the like hammer behind my back. I'm like, it's weird. It's like so broken. He's like, this looks like it's been thrown down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> so I went back in. He fixed it up. I was like, how much is that? He was like, no, 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 no charge. And I was like, no, like, please. He's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe some biscuits, maybe a beer. And I was like, oh my gosh. Is he hitting on me? And I got so flustered. I was like, oh, okay, sounds good. Um, and just turned around and walked out of the shop. And <laughs> so awkward. I just was so flustered. And then I walked out of the shop and texted the girls being like, holy fuck, like, was that was he hitting on me or is he just being nice? Well, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hope he's hitting on me. And so and we were like, 1000 percent he's hitting on you. <laughs> Not a doubt in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> a girl can dream as well. Like my Best friends are just as delusional as me. But I'd already walked out of the shop and I was like, this is, I can't go back in. Like, I, I bumped into two of our other friends as well and I was outside the Tesco, like, just my arms folded, like, what the fuck do I do? And then so one of the girls had the suggestion of picking up some bickies and putting my number on them. So the next day I did that, picked up a packet of jammy dodgers and wrote a sticky note with my number on it, being like, so good. Here are the biscuits that you asked for and if you want to get a beer. I'm just obsessed with this whole story. I dropped that off. He wasn't there, which is a blessing and a curse. And then he texts me. Your girl's got a date. I'm going out with a hot bike, man. That's so exciting. And can you say what he what he said? It was so cute. Oh, yeah. He he sent me a message, a really nice message, being like, like, sorry, I missed the delivery, but like very happy to to receive it. And I thought I'd text you sooner rather than later to make sure you didn't think you'd misread the situation. I'd very much like to go for a so drink. So cute. Like, isn't that so nice? It was quite thoughtful. Rather than just playing games and leaving it for days, you know, he just went straight in there. Like, what a top-notch guy. So, yeah. So, you've got a date with the bike guy. I've got a date with the hot bike guy that I'm obsessed with. God, when I tell you, he is phenomenally good looking. Like, <laughs> I'm absolutely pinching myself. <laughs> and you will all be brought along on the journey. How tall do you reckon he is? He's six, five. Oh, nice. Yeah. And just tanned and shit, you know? Yeah. The tan helps, doesn't it? It does. Really nice eyes. But, yeah, all you, all you ladies out there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you along for the ride. They're going to love it. I love it. I reckon it's the best thing that's happened, not to me all week, but in my life all week. <laughs> yeah, it was very, it's 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 very exciting. Manifest it, you know? Yeah. That did, that's not how it works. I just like. Did you manifest the bike, man? Other than Lycra for your first date, what else do you want to buy this week? <laughs> I'm always in gym gear when I go there because it's next to my therapist's office and I like being comfy clothes for therapy. And he's probably going to think I'm like an athlete or I go to the gym a lot. He'd be wrong. He'd <laughs> be really wrong. He's like, this is a match made in heaven. Yeah. I love outdoor bike riding and she is a gym junkie. <laughs> she is so far from it. 
what do I want to buy this week? Do you know what I want to buy? And actually, I could actually buy it now. A private jet. Oh, right. Do you know, before you start, sorry to interrupt you, but I actually Googled the other day when I was fed up with the flight issues that I was experiencing, how rich do you have to be to have a private jet? And they reckon you just need to be worth 60 million US. Like It's obviously a lot of money, but it doesn't feel that crazy. I mean, I'm not going to get there personally. But... Is that to charter? <laughs> no, that was an article saying that's how much you need to be worth to be able to justify that purchase. To buy your own, not to like charter one. Yeah, sorry, to have your own. So like to buy your own and be able to afford to fly it and blah, blah, blah. That's not crazy. No, it's not, is it? Like I know that's obviously a lot of money and like, well, well, not in the realms of what I'm currently steering down the barrel of. <laughs> but I also thought it would be like, you need to be worth a billion. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I thought it would be a bill. Yeah. So my co-worker's dad sells private jets. What a job. Does he have one himself? He does not. They're not such a good job. Shit. Not so special now, are ya? I don't know if his dad has one, but he doesn't. But he wears Golden Goose sneakers, so there's definitely some money in the family. Are they expensive? Yeah. What's a golden goose? Fancy sneakers. Similar to Canada goose? (laughs) I believe it's a a golden subsidiary. Let me just double check that I've got that right. Never heard of that before. I mean, golden goose does sound fancy. They bang average sneakers with like an extra zero on the price tag. Mm, Classic. One of those ones. So I want a private jet so that I never have to travel on an airline again. I'm absolutely, I've had it. I'm sick to death. They suck. They sound so privileged like we're lucky that we get to travel but easyjet every single flight is delayed they always fuck you around klm i spent like 800 quid when i was stuck in amsterdam because they lost my bag and i had to buy a new train ticket now they're not paying me back any of it even though like all of their representatives i I rang them twice i spoke to two different um sets of people at the airport being like are you sure i can buy this are you sure and they were like yes 100 percent yes and then you get the email being like sorry that's not covered and you're just like i can't absorb this no. right now like and you can and you fucking can and the fact they're lying and saying it's a weather event not the air trap like air like get your facts straight no they're lying they know it's not because then if it's weather then i have to pay you out and i'm like i know that it was that's so bad air traffic problems and i'll fight this but also lots of people won't yeah which is so shit and they know that but the other thing is people don't have the time like this week I've I've got two issues at the moment. One, a dress that I bought to wear to my baby shower had a big rip in it when it arrived. Mm, so I had to send that back. So annoying. And then also our speakers downstairs have just randomly stopped working. So I'm having to email about that. And I'm just like, I know it's only two things. And I know it's really small and it doesn't sound like a big deal. But it's just like the admin of having to keep it in your head and be like, have they replied to me? Mm, What's happening mm. with that? You know, like chasing them again, you know, and you're like out of pocket in the meantime. And I walked to two different DHL service point drop-offs yesterday to try and drop it. Neither of them would take it. They said it had to be a home collection, you know, which misaligns with their instructions. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I'm just sick of these companies. Professional incompetence. And even, like, my electric toothbrush that I bought, like, two months ago has died. And I'm like, you know, a lot of people would be like, oh, well, you know, that's that's life and buy a new one. And I just can't. I'm just like, no, you sell a product and you guarantee a certain quality and it doesn't come through, then like I can't help but be frustrated by that and like fight it. Like I know a lot of people would Do you know what would but... be a good law is if if product fails, you just have to send out a replacement and the person doesn't have to send it back? I That sounds extremely reasonable to me. Why would they even want it back? Because they want to be able to... <coughs> oh, they want to... 
they want to be able to see that it was actually broken because otherwise people just email them all the time be like oh it's broken <laughs> and then yeah. you get a free one yeah true but like it's kind of not my problem like your speaker's broken yeah. send me a new one you know i don't want to have to box this up and walk to the post office and you're very pregnant too like you shouldn't really be waddling around carrying speakers and like hardware I know. I should not be doing anything in my condition. No, you should be resting with people fanning you with palm fronds. When is my doctor going to put me on bed rest? That's <laughs> <laughs> my question. <laughs> What's it called when you get really sick in the like, olden days and you got put on, um, <laughs> it was like not isolation, but you were like sequestered to your room. There's a word for it. Sounds divine. This is going to annoy me so much. My mum would know. Um, convalescence. Oh, I've never heard of that. That's a good one. Do you know my boss's mum, when she got pregnant, so she worked as like a an admin assistant type role um, in a factory up north. And when she got pregnant, her boss was like, yeah, look, you're getting too big now. Like the men can't see you like that. You're, you're gonna, we're going to have to let you go. And she couldn't keep working because the men didn't want to see her pregnant every day in the factory. Isn't that crazy? And that was really normal for that time. Yeah. My parents even said that in their day, if you were pregnant, you had to stop like being on the news or doing the weather or whatever, yeah. like you weren't on TV anymore because like it wasn't something that was really condoned for people to see. Condition. Yeah, in your, in your special condition. In special, special times. But honestly, I'm saying bring it back. Like, Thank God. No. <laughs> I would not mind being told I couldn't come, couldn't come to work anymore at this point. Look, sorry, people don't want to see you. I'd be like, all right, <laughs> I understand. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I understand this devastates me more than it devastates you, but you won't be seeing me for a year and that's okay. I'll come to terms with it. Your company is like entirely women, so that's not going to fly. No, unfortunately not, especially in my area. But also thank God for like laws and employment laws and unions and things that protect workers against things like that happening now. Like imagine if that was, if you didn't get paid and people, if you didn't work and people were just like, you can't come in, you're like, well... Well, because that is the issue. They weren't getting paid. You know, there was no mat leave or anything. Exactly. You're just done for. Exactly. Survive. We love employee rights. <laughs> J'adore. It sounds like I'm lying. Like I'm a big capitalist. I should. We honestly, we j'adore to see people treating each other like people. I know that's a controversial take and I know people will fight me in the comments. <laughs> It's so nice when we have basic human rights. We're or we're really <laughs> pro human rights on this podcast, <laughs> guys. Uh, we love to see some human rights. Well, I would like to buy this week a canopy for my baby's crib cot. What? Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I really want one of those like kind of antique French style ones that like hangs off a rod and like goes over the back of the cot or the bassinet to make it like look really pretty. But the only ones you can find or that I've been able to find personally have been so tacky. Like they're all on Etsy and they're absolutely huge. They look like a giant circus tent hanging over the crib, which is not what I'm after. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, well maybe when this goes live, I'll post a picture on Takeaway's or on mine and just say, this is what I'm um, trying to explain. Um, but yeah, I've been hunting high and low. You know that brand Stokey, the high chair that I talked about yeah. last week? Yeah. Um, or Stoke, I can never rem- remember which way you say it. It's like Stoke. Yeah. It's Swedish name. Yeah. yeah. I'll leave that up to you to say from now on. That was a delight to listen to. <laughs> yeah, please, please don't. You're a mouthful of marbles. 
and they do one. So I'm, I think it's it's like quite plain and simple. I wanted sort of like a more aristocratic vibe, <laughs> but that's so on brand. <laughs> I should have been born into an aristocratic family. Speaking of, did you know Fred again is from an aristocratic family? Oh, yeah. And his dad is a KC. He is posh. Like, what an absolute legend. He's like such a successful DJ, plus he's got this amazing aristocratic background. Like, I mean, some would call that a Nepo baby. Yes, yes. But yes, fair. also amazing. Like, he's obviously talented and he had the platform and the money to pursue it. It's like Taylor Swift, her her dad is loaded. Like she was from a very, very wealthy family. Yeah. Always helps to have connections, doesn't it? It really does. And a shit ton of money. Yeah. We talk about being broke a lot on this on this on this episode. I know. It seems to be a recurring theme. See, that's why I imagine winning the Euro millions. I know. Can someone adopt us? Anyone into adult ad, adult adoption? <laughs> Please. Put me in your will. I'm quite okay managing one set of parents if that's all right with you. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's he fancy. I've never listened to his music, but everyone seems to be obsessed with him. I really like him. He just has such a cool vibe. Yeah. Is he hot? Yeah, he is. He's quite good looking. And he seems like a real like family guy. Like he's really close with his siblings. He like shouts out to them when they go to his shows and like Oh he like did a big Instagram post about how his brother's wife went into labour during Glastonbury and his brother just disappeared while they were partying. And no one knew where he was, thought he'd just gone home. And then the next morning they got a phone call being like, sorry, I had to get a taxi back to London. <laughs> My wife went into labor. Wow. And yeah, and so then he went back to London and like met the baby and was like posting all these photos. So like, you know, he's really obsessed with his family, really cute. That's a huge green flag. We do love to see that. Totally. Speaking of Freddie again, of that story, we were at a baby shower the other day and a one of the girls said there was like a, not a dad support group, but like. All, oh, no, it was. It was all the dads from the, the antenatal group that the girls were in. And they all went out like a lad's night and got hammered. And then, obviously, one of the women went into labor and her husband had had like 10 pints <laughs> and had to go to the hospital completely legless and like try help his wife deliver a baby. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't be stoked, would you? Moron. To be fair, I think the baby was like a few weeks early, but like you've got to be careful, you know, at the end of day's time. You really do. I'd, I'd recommend sobriety for all dads to be. I bet you would. I bloody bet you would. What happened the other night? Sam went out and you thought you wanted to... I thought I was going to go on to labour. <laughs> and now, letters from the fans. Do you have any? I do. I've checked our Gmail account, which I do fortnightly, and we have some really lovely messages. That's so exciting. We've got emails. Emails. We've got emails. First time. Someone's asked if we could do a Q&A. Okay. I don't know what that would look like. I guess people submit questions to us and we answer them live on the pod with no prep. Ooh, terrifying. But exciting. Exciting. I was going to say, there's, there's, shockingly, I don't know if you can tell, there's very little anyway <laughs> now this lady says hi ladies i've loved listening to your podcast it reminds me of when i lived in london with my friends i'm nearly 50 now but it's brought back such great memories keep the podcast coming all the best for the arrival of your baby too oh that's so cute thank you and someone who loving the pod just listened to this week's and alex i recommend getting the lululemon groove flares purchased she recommends she ended up going two sizes up 
Oh, really? Yeah, I purchased. Oh, nice. And I'm thrilled with them, except it's been way too hot to wear them. So I'm counting down the days. But thank you so much. Also, the <laughs> the subject line, fellow uncomfy pregnant gal. Oh, <laughs> I feel you. I really feel you. <laughs> so yeah, those are our letters. Thanks, guys. We've, we've really, this one's flown by. I know. We must be talking even more shit than usual. All right, because we've run out of time, sorry, we're going to skip over what we've learned on social media and move straight to our takeaways. Yes, we will. So would you like to kick us off? Would you like me? You go. I'll go last. I'll finish us off. Okay. Take us on. Over the line. So I thought this was nice. Saw this online. Validation is approval from others. Self-esteem is approval from yourself. Didn't you do this on Monday? Did I? Oh my God. Uh, you are losing the plot today. Oh, wow. It's because I'd written all this stuff down and then I thought I hadn't done all of it. Turns out I have. Also, can I can I tell like really quick, I heard a girl in the bathroom last night when I was in the club that obviously had some like social like promoter take their photo and I heard her go, the only thing more embarrassing than the fact he made us pose for his photo and video is the fact he didn't post the photo and video. <laughs> That's so good. I also heard another girl in the Lexington the other day say, I should run for president. If I was in charge, every motherfucker would get laid. And I thought, that is chat. I absolutely love the vibes of a girl's bathroom on a night out. So funny. So those aren't takeaways for you, but they're fun anecdotes i actually prefer those than the than the takeaways good yeah the takeaways can i get a bit serious with it you know okay well mine is my favorite quote ever which i can't believe i still haven't shared on here go hard then go home that is you that is rules to live by everyone so to unpick it instead of having a really really long night What you should do is just go for it all in the first few hours and you can be home by midnight. Completely rat-assed. Yeah, it's a phenomenal way to live your life. Don't drip feed, just go hard, then go home. (laughs) Gung-ho, baby. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love that. you still get an early night and it actually works other aspects of your life too, you know? Just go really hard and then just go home. And then just take yourself off. I don't know how many times I can say it. I'm trying to think of... A more educational way to put it, but I don't have one. There isn't one. So, yeah, that's my takeaway for everyone to live by for the next week. Excellent. All right. Until next time, guys, thank you again so much for listening. As always, please write to us at takeawayspod on Instagram or takeawayspodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.